Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. For our long-time listeners, you know that here at Jew in the City, we like to show you looks into different types of Orthodox Jews, break down stereotypes, show people doing things outside the box, showing Orthodox Jews involved in chesed. One of the, I think, misunderstandings or misconceptions that are out there is that people see our community as being very xenophobic and only caring about ourselves. And while, unfortunately, um, that contingency does exist within our community, we're certainly not a perfect people. Um, There are so many Orthodox Jews out there that are thinking about the larger Jewish community and are not just thinking about themselves and really dedicate their lives to giving back and helping others. And I'm so excited to highlight someone on the show today who is such an incredible example of that. His name is uh, Randy Gold, and he is the founder of J-Screen. Um, if you're not familiar with J-Screen, um, it is a national nonprofit genetic screening organization based out of Emory University. Currently, J-Screen is testing for carrier status for over 200 genetic conditions, including those commonly found in the Ashkenazi, Sephardi, and Mizrahi Jewish populations. Anyone from around the U.S. can get tested through J-Screen because they use state-of-the-art technology to screen on saliva samples, so you don't don't need to take time off to get blood drawn. The testing process is simple. All you have to do is register for a testing kit on their website, pay the highly subsidized program fee, um, and you will receive your kit in the mail a few days later. All registrations and results are reviewed by a certified genetic counselor and are disclosed over the phone or video conferencing. The goal of JScreen is to make Genu- Jewish genetic screening easily accessible, affordable, and as convenient as possible. Screening is important for anyone with Jewish ancestry, including interfaith couples and those who are not affiliated with Orthodoxy. JScreen is also very active on college campuses and hosts on-site screening events in conjunction with Hillel's Chabad's, JLIC's, and other Jewish student groups. To date, JScreen has screened thousands of people from every single state, even Jews in Alaska and South Dakota. And the man behind JScreen is with us today, Randy Gold. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. It's a pleasure to be with you. So if you could, I guess, tell us a little bit um, before, you know, since our angle is, uh, you know, the sort of Orthodox Jews and highlighting different types of Orthodox Jews, if you could start us off a little bit about with your Jewish background, where you came from, how you grew up Jewishly. Sure. Well, I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. I grew up in a conservative Jewish home with a very, very strong background and tie to not just our synagogue, but our entire Jewish community. And uh, after graduating college, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and became involved in the Jewish community of Atlanta. I served on many boards of not-for-profits and also became uh, active in some organizations here that were Jewish learning and and study, and became a little bit more observant and uh, found myself welcomed into an Orthodox community here in Atlanta that is just so warm and wonderful, and I was really lucky enough to uh, to find this community. And when I started to observe Shabbos and uh, keep more mitzvahs, I never really expected that it would be easy. And frankly, I have found that not only has it been easy, it has been so enriching in my life. I love these stories because, you know, unfortunately, the the people who are suffering and struggling, those stories are 
unfortunately told so much more often. So to hear people that are welcomed and, you know, just have so much uh, pleasure and enjoyment from living Torah observant lives um, is always so nice to, to hear about and to remind ourselves that this is actually what it's meant to be. Um, and so um, I'm also curious, you know, well, I want to hear the story about how and why you started this organization. Um, and then I guess while you're answering that, if you talk, could talk a little bit about um maybe some of the responsibility you feel as a religious Jew in, you know, in giving back. So I guess if you could take us next through what led you to start um, such an organization. So I'll tell you, actually, I'm going to answer your question in, in reverse, but uh, why do I feel such a responsibility? It really does go back to uh, your first question. I grew up in a family that was so active in the community. I, I was the kid, my brother and I were the kids, who were home late at night because our parents were out at board meetings for Jewish organizations. And uh, my parents instilled in me that responsibility to the Jewish people. And that's one of the reasons why, even as a uh, young professional first out of college, I was becoming active in, in the Jewish community of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate that I met my wife, Caroline, who is actually from Atlanta. She was living in New York at the time. She's a graduate of Stern College and uh, spent lots of time in Israel. When we met, she was living in New York. And uh, when Caroline and I met, we um, really were just meant for each other. We met and got married in less than a year. And as our uh, life together progressed and we ended up having a second child, our daughter's name is Shandy, um, we found that she had this genetic disease. And for us, it was not only devastating, but it was a true eye-opening moment when we realized that we sort of fell into a trap that hundreds and hundreds of young Jewish couples just like us had fallen into. And when we realized that there was this opportunity to really change the world for young couples who may be coming after us, having children of their own, we knew together that it was something that we absolutely had to do because that was our background. Our background was being involved, making a difference, It's just part of who we are. And little did we know that all of the work we had done in the Jewish community leaning up to this point, being activists and and serving wherever we could in the community, little did we know that all of those activities were really just the training ground, almost the prerequisite to get us ready for what really became our true calling in the creation of J-Screen. So in terms of creating J-Screen, there are other organizations out there that screen for Jewish genetic diseases. In fact, according to the information I got about you, you guys actually did genetic screening before you you uh, got pregnant, yes? We did. In fact, uh, Caroline and I both knew that we should be screened for Jewish genetic diseases before we were married. And both of our doctors just happened to be Jewish. So I went to my Jewish doctor and he screened me for two diseases. And Caroline went to her Jewish doctor, and he screened her for eight diseases. And we didn't know what we were being screened for or why, 
but we knew that we weren't a match for any of those diseases, so we didn't think we'd have any problem. Mm. Our first child, Natanel, thank God, was born healthy, and um, we were very surprised when our daughter, Shandy, was having developmental issues and physical issues and was diagnosed with a Jewish genetic disease. What we realized at that point was our experience with our doctor was no different than any other patient's experience with their doctor. The doctor is not trained in genetics, and he has 15 minutes with you annually during your annual checkup. And so if you need to be screened for something, he really doesn't know what to screen you for. And the doctor typically will just check the box on the form from the laboratory that says Jewish panel. And from time to time, that Jewish panel has changed. As I said, I was screened for two. My wife was screened for eight. Uh, depending on which laboratory you, 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 your doctor uses, you may be screened for nine or 16 or 18, some number like that. So if you've gotten screened at your doctor, clearly you haven't been screened for the most comprehensive list of diseases that a Jew of any Jewish background could be screened for, because J-Screen today screens for over 200 diseases, as you said. There are other programs out there, such as Doria Shoring, who has done a fantastic job screening thousands and thousands of people over the years. However, they are very, very far behind the technology. So while Doria Shoring will screen you and they will keep your results anonymous, not only from uh, a potential partner, but also from you. You don't know what you are a carrier of. They're only screening for a few diseases. I don't know now. They may be up to 12 or, or 16 diseases. The purpose of Doria Shorim at the time really was to screen for whatever was available and to keep the results anonymous because there are stigmas. There are reasons why people might not want to know whether they are a carrier or find out that someone else is a carrier. And uh, not only has technology come a long way, such that Doria Shorting isn't screening for nearly enough diseases, also humanity has come a long way. The fact that I am a carrier of a disease, my wife happens to be a carrier of a disease, it doesn't change who we are. We are perfectly healthy, normal people. So the fact that one might find out that they're a carrier really has no impact in almost every case, has almost no impact on the individual, the siblings, the parents, the quality of the person. So J-Screen doesn't believe in anonymous screening. We want you to have your results. We want you to know what you are a carrier of. We want you to share your information with your brother or your sister or your first cousin because they might not know to get screened. Mm. And so by sharing that information, you could be helping a family member that wouldn't have otherwise known that they could have fallen into the same trap that my wife and I fell into. What we realized was there was such a lack of information out there, not just in the doctor community or the Dory Shoring community, but even in the rabbinic community, there's no conversation about young couples needing to be screened for Jewish genetic diseases. So we really did see the opportunity to change the world on the issue of Jewish genetic diseases, and that's what we have set out to do. It's incredible. Um, and I guess sort of along this topic, 
um, you know, sort of part of the screening ahead of time is people checking the Dory Sharm way, you know, does the shit work? Can we move forward? But that's not the only way because you have a third child named Shy once you were already married and knew that you had this um, hurdle to get over. So if you could tell our listeners how Shy came to be, what technologies you used and, you know, how, you know, sort of the rabbinic side uh, came into that decision that you made. Sure, sure. And you mentioned again Doria Shorim. Uh, as I said, they had done a wonderful job of screening before technology got to the place where it is today. And today, we tell couples all the time that there are multiple options available if you find that you and your spouse are carriers of the same disease. One of those options is a way for you to have healthy children of your very own. And years ago when Doria Shorting started, that didn't exist. There wasn't an opportunity for two carriers to have healthy children of their own. So Doria Shorting would suggest that you just not get married at all. Our program is not about whether you should get married. It's about understanding what are the options available to you if you both carry the same mutation. I uh, have become fond of saying that in today's world, it's hard enough for one nice Jewish boy to find a nice Jewish girl. Why should we be in the business of telling them that they shouldn't get married? So when Caroline and I found out that Eden was diagnosed with mucolipidosis type 4, or ML4 for short, after we got over the initial shock, we realized that we still had love to give. We wanted to have more children. And we understood that the options could be an egg donor or a sperm donor. We could adopt. Even in certain halakhic conditions, we could terminate a pregnancy. But for us, the best option, and this is the option that I hope most people would consider, is an IVF process, in vitro fertilization, where the woman goes through IVF and she produces a great number of eggs, and those eggs are then harvested from the woman and the man's sperm fertilizes the egg outside the womb. And at five days after conception in the dish, those embryos can then be tested for the disease. Now we know which embryos are healthy and which embryos are affected by the disease, and then the healthy embryos can be implanted into the woman. And this happens all across the country for many, many different reasons every single day, just so happens that in our case we're using it because we're both carriers of a Jewish genetic disease. There's also been a lot written on this topic from a halachic perspective, and uh, rabbis across the spectrum are in agreement, uh, given the status of embryos under halacha and, and other things, that this method of having a child is... Uh, is is perfectly reasonable. So we did go through this method, and uh, thank God we were blessed with another little girl. As you mentioned, her name is Shai. Her full name is Shai Emuna. Uh, mm. She is absolutely our gift of faith. Our little Shai Emuna is now six years old. It's hard to believe. Time just flies by, and she really did complete our family at a time where we were wondering, what does the rest of our life have in store for us? It's beautiful, and it gives so much hope. How, when, when was J-Screen founded? 
Eden was diagnosed, Shandy was diagnosed, we call her Eden and Shandy. Shandy was diagnosed in August of 2009. And just after she was diagnosed, we recognized that we had this responsibility to the Jewish people, and we tried to figure out what was going to be our first step. And we started a program that was a pilot program here in Atlanta, and we wanted to piloted in Atlanta so we could perfect the program. At that time, science had not yet caught up to our vision of screening by saliva. Uh, in 2010, screening was still being done by blood. And uh, I'll never forget actually sitting at my dining room table with the geneticist who diagnosed Shandy, and we were spitting into test tubes because Obviously, everybody knew our genetics at that point, and we were the control for trying to create a screen that could be used through saliva. So now that science has caught up and we're screening through saliva, J-Screen actually began its operations in 2012, and we took that pilot program across the country uh, beginning in uh, September of 2012. Wow, so you have really accomplished a lot in just half a dozen years. I'm thinking about the length of how old our organization is. You've been featured in all these national news outlets and um, screen people in every single state and provided critical information for, you know, people that didn't even have access to this before, people that were only being screened by two or eight or 17 diseases. Um, what would you say, is there a highlight of what the organization has accomplished thus far that you're most proud of? I can tell you that we've identified hundreds and hundreds of couples all across the country who are carriers for the same mutation. And when a couple is a carrier for the same mutation, they have a 25% chance of having a child with that disease. We each give one copy of a gene to a child, and, so, and we each have two copies of the gene. So there's a 25% chance that the child could have that disease. Knowing that we've identified couples who could fall into that trap is what keeps us going every day. But I can tell you that so often people will come up to me really with tears in their eyes, and they'll say, because of you, we have a healthy child. I'll, I'll never forget meeting a grandfather who came up to me at an event and he said, are, are you Randy Gold? I said, yes. You created J-Screen, right? Yes. He is bawling, telling me how proud he is to have his first grandchild because his kids were screened through J-Screen and were able to have a healthy kid of their own when they found out that they were both carriers of the same mutation. And for us, just the idea of making an impact in one single person's life would be enough. But to know that just across the country, families, grandparents, individuals are, are finding out information, they're having healthy children, I get goosebumps when I hear from people about their personal story. And it, it really just, it, it feels incredible to know that Shandy has been able to change people's lives. Everything that my wife Caroline and I do in, in the work with J-Screen and other things that we do with Jewish genetic diseases really is in 
Shandy's merit. And uh, every life that is saved or every healthy life that is created really is because of her. We just happen to be her conduit for the work. So is what I'm just sort of, you know, thinking through your business plan and how this all works, is is your greatest challenge just getting the word out, just um, sort of educating people about, you know, what diseases are out there and how easy it is to get screened and what options are available? Am I, am I guessing correctly? Yes. Yeah, so believe it or not, that is the uh, that is the biggest issue. The biggest issue that we have is making sure that people know to get screened. And we rely on our doctors to tell us all kinds of healthcare information. Why shouldn't we rely on our doctors for this? So even folks who know to get screened so often say to me, well, I've already been screened by my doctor, so I don't have to worry about that. And my response to them is, I was also screened by my doctor. And I asked them, what were you screened for? And they have no idea. And I know that if they've been screened at their doctor, they certainly haven't been screened for the most comprehensive list of diseases that they could have been screened for. So the challenge is twofold. It's not just getting the word out there and making sure that couples or single individuals know that they need to be screened. It's making sure that they get screened in the most appropriate way. And right now, the most appropriate, comprehensive, accessible, because you can do it in your own home, and the most affordable way to be screened is through J-Screen. So is there a way for our, um, I'm sort of very big into like grassroots and making things happen and changing the world in my own way. Um, what can our listeners that are listening here today do? Um, can they... You know, is there a way that they can notify their shul or their school or, you know, do you have any ways that people can become ambassadors for this information and make sure that all of the people who are having children or planning to have children in their lives um, know about J-Screen as an option? I love your question. <laughs> and uh, I love your question because it gives everyone the ability to change someone's life. Just mentioning it to your show, as you're saying, being able to speak about it, the next person that hears you, someone who's listening to the show, it could change their lives. So, yes, in terms of being an ambassador, um, you could certainly be in touch with JScreen over our website. Uh, you can post on Facebook. I encourage people all the time, if you are not shy or if you are uh, – willing to share your experience, post on Facebook that you got screened and what you found out. You found out that you weren't a carrier. You found out that you were a carrier of this particular disease and that you shared that information with your family. If you're not afraid of sharing that information, that helps someone else who might otherwise be too scared to even find out what their results might be. Reaching out to your community, uh, I travel all across the country, as do others speaking on this particular topic, and would be delighted to travel to your city, your town, your synagogue, your uh, sisterhood group to give a talk on Jewish genetic diseases. And at the same time, while we're doing that, we sign people up for screening, and sometimes we can actually screen on site. Whether it's an organization for 
um, uh, for young uh, kids at camp or at school or whether it's something a little bit more um, a, a little bit more for older adults there are multiple ways that we can share this information and together we can spread the word about JScreen. Let's talk talkless. So people are listening here today. They want to get a kit. They want to tell their daughter, their son, um, their neighbor to get a kit. How, how does this work? It is so simple. It could be the easiest thing you ever do, especially in the Jewish community. Uh, <laughs> all you have to do is log on to jscreen.org. Put in your information, including your health insurance. We'll send you a spit test in the mail. You spit in the cup, put it back in the pre-addressed envelope that comes in the kit, and in three or four weeks you'll hear from our genetic counselors. If you want to buy a kit for someone else, there's a way on the website that you can do that. You can buy a gift certificate for somebody else. You'll have a unique number that will be provided, and that person can put in the gift certificate number on the website. But it is so simple, and if you have any health insurance at all, any health insurance, the max out-of-pocket cost is $149. Mm. That is reasonable to, uh, to save a life. Um, we've got about two minutes left. Um, we're talking a lot about prevention, um, and God willing, spreading this information is going to save a lot of lives and prevent a lot of heartache, but I'm sure there are people listening today that are in the midst of some sort of genetics challenge, whether they found out that they're a carrier, uh, you know, Perhaps you know they did not get tested, and they have a sick child at home. Do you have any words of inspiration um, for the people out there who did not get to you know benefit from this yet, or might be afraid of the road ahead if they find out they're a carrier? So our story is not just about the creation of JStream. Our story really is a story of hope. We understood by firsthand experience, how difficult, how sad, how traumatic the experience of having a child with a genetic disease can be. And our daughter has significant challenges. So to anyone who's going through a similar type of experience, I would just say, keep your head up, keep your chin up. There is no shame in having a child with a genetic disease. There are lots of resources available for uh, either for therapy, even in the rabbinic community. Many rabbis are trained in how to deal with these types of uh, family issues of children with genetic diseases. Often I will receive calls or emails from people I don't know saying, hey, can you help me? Or have you been through this? Do you have any experience with this? And I'm always willing to help. Most importantly, just keep the faith. And for me, faith does not mean that everything will turn out okay. Faith means that it's you and Hashem and right now, and that's all there is. And if you keep focused on that, not that life is going to turn out perfect, but life will turn out in a way that... We find ways to manage and to be happy and to live fulfilled lives. 
Randy, thank you so much. Um, I'm thinking like that was gold, Randy Gold. Um, it's really beautiful. And, um, you know, hardships can break people um, and they can also build beautiful things. So thank you for, for building something so incredible with uh, the challenges that you were given. Um, and we wish you much Hatzlacha with uh, continuing to spread this information and save lives. Thank you so much. And thanks for the opportunity to talk today and to help spread the word about JScreen. If anyone has any questions, of course, jscreen.org is there. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.